Welcome to Health Currents Radio. I'm Ellen Goldsmith, your host. This show is all about transforming your life through your health. We're going to meet people who've done that, give you the resources to work on it, and share information that inspires and motivates you to make positive changes in your life. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. Today, we are speaking with Sherry Rader, who's the founder and owner of Sovie Island Organics, and it's one of the largest community-supported agriculture farm programs in Portland, Oregon. The farm comprises over 16 acres on Sovie Island and serves over 750 Portland-area families through their community-supported agriculture, known as CSA programs. Her partnerships with restaurants, chefs, and now a local hospital ensures that local families have more access to fresh, wonderful vegetables. Sherry's journey to farming has been quite unusual. It evolved after growing up in Connecticut, the northeastern United States. She earned a Bachelor of Science from Cornell in hotel and restaurant management and then found her way out to the West Coast, where she apprenticed in some of the finest restaurants in California's Bay Area, Chez Panisse, Le Trou, the Acorn Cafe, and cooked at Greens in San Francisco for a year. She then thought, well, I need to figure out how to grow these wonderful vegetables and foods that I'm cooking. So she entered the University of California at Santa Cruz, their farm and garden apprenticeship program, and earned a certificate in ecological horticulture before moving to Portland, Oregon, where she founded Sylvia Allen Organics 20 years ago. Can you believe it, Sherry? <laughs> Welcome to Health Currents Radio. It's great to be here with you. So before we went on air, you were just telling us about your sojourn in the fields today, and you were so excited. I wanted you to share it with our listeners. Sure. Um, once a week, we go in as a management team, and we look at what is going to be in the basket for the following week and the many weeks to come, always looking at how the crops are doing and the timing. And this week, we are looking at um, harvesting Walla Walla onions, and boy, did they come in gorgeous. They are just, I wish you could see them. <laughs> beautiful and big, shiny, and they are going to make some amazing onion rings. <laughs> and Walla Walla's are a little different than regular onions, aren't they? How are they in their taste? They're different. Well, we grow two different kinds of onions, what we call fresh eating and storage onions. So Walla Walla's are in the fresh eating category. So you don't ever see them in the stores with the, you know, dried down skins. So they're harvested um, and then you want to basically eat them right away. So they're really sweet. You could almost, almost bite into them like an apple. <laughs> that sounds great. I'll have to look for them. I used to be a member of the CSA and just loved being a member of it. And your farming really has evolved over the 20 years that I've known you and, and known the farm. You moved from simply growing and selling vegetables in farmer's markets to creating a CSA. So I wonder if you could talk a little bit about why you made that change and, and what you saw as the real benefit of becoming a community-supported agriculture program farm. So uh, I moved up here in, to Oregon in 1993 to look for some land to farm, and we found beautiful Sovie Island. Um, and we moved out here and put our first garlic crop in the ground October 1993 to begin selling um, produce in 1994. 
And at that point, the um, Portland food scene was very small. There was one teeny tiny farmer's market, not even on the bus line, out at Albers Mill, and just a handful of restaurants that were um, building relationships with farmers. So we uh, decided that that first year in 94, we would sell to at the farmer's market and that we would um, build some relationships with um, local chefs. And we always had the eye on starting a CSA, but um, when you commit to doing a CSA, you're committing to a relationship. And we wanted to make sure that we could follow through on our part of the relationship. So for us, it was two years of learning how to grow crops successfully in the Pacific Northwest. So for two years, we sold at the farmer's market and to local chefs. And then our third season, we incorporated um, a CSA into our marketing mix. And for the farmer, a CSA is, a, is an amazing relationship because we um, not only do we get to know who we grow for, but it's an economically very helpful relationship because we get the commitment from our customers in anywhere from January to April when we're not really pulling crops yet. So they commit to us financially um, and we get to have that financial commitment to use to pay employees, buy our seeds, buy irrigation and pay for all the things that we need in order to get the farm season up and running. So um, and then we commit to them by providing beautiful, healthy, fresh vegetables on a weekly basis. And for us, that weekly basis starts um, at the end of May and goes until the beginning of December. So we provide 28 weeks of freshly harvested produce from our fields directly to our customers. And most of our customers live um, within about a 15-mile radius of the farm. So our food is not going very far. And then you deliver it not to their house, right, but to drop sites. Isn't that true? Correct. We have 18 different drop sites um, around the Portland area. Um, and many of them are partnerships with local businesses. So we have, for example, a drop site at Foodfront in Southwest. And you might say, well, why would a co-op want to have a CSA drop? But it's really a win-win situation. They provide a place for our customers to come and pick up their boxes weekly. And perhaps when our customers are there, they buy their their eggs or their cheese or their bread or something other, uh, something else that's essential for them from the co-op. So it's really a nice relationship in that way. We have listeners actually from all over the world. And even though community-supported agriculture started, it's uh, evolved from farms in Japan and Switzerland, a lot of people may not even know what that is. So could you just explain to our listeners what a community-supported agriculture program is? Sure. Um, it is about making a commitment. So the um, consumer makes a commitment to the farmer through financial dollars, buying a season's worth of produce. And the farmer makes a commitment to the consumer by growing a full array of produce to be delivered once a week. Um, so it's really nice because basically when a consumer joins the CSA, Looking at this commitment, you're making a commitment to eating healthy because you get the produce every week and you have to use it, figure out a way to use it and cook with it and feed your family. You make a commitment economically to your community because you're, the dollars are staying right there um, at a local farm. And you're making a commitment to the environmental health of your community and really globally because um, many CSA farms are certified organic or use all natural methods to grow um, their food. Um, it is a really unique way of cooking in the sense that um, many of us grew up, I grew up this way, when I wanted to cook something, I simply went to a cookbook and I said, oh, I want to make ratatouille. And I don't think about 
whether I'm wanting to make ratatouille in January or if I want to make ratatouille in September. So if I wanted to make it in January, all those items are available at the store whether I want to make it in January or in September. But when you start to support a farm, all of your produce is one, super fresh, harvested the day before, and also seasonal. So my customers would never be able to make a ratatouille in May because we're not harvesting um, tomatoes until at least the end of July. And so you basically get your basket and then you have to figure out from that week's share what is in that share, okay, what do I make? And for some of our members, that's easy. And for some of our members, that's a little bit harder. And so what we offer is a blog, which basically has a list of um, all the produce you're going to get that week. And then it has helpful hints of how to store that produce and also wonderful recipes on how to um, use that produce. Um, the other wonderful thing when you eat this way is the anticipation of a new crop coming in. So if you're eating mostly through your farmer, again, I can use either tomato or corn as an example. You're not eating corn all, all year. You're eating corn when it is ready here in Oregon. So maybe you're biting into your first corn in mid-August. And can you imagine how amazing that corn is? One, it was just picked hours before, so it's at the top of its sweetness. And you've anticipated this corn for the last few months. And here it is in your basket, ready to go on your plate for dinner. It's like a food opera, one of those great food movies like Water for Chocolate or something to that effect, isn't it? <laughs> it is. And especially when you then move back even a step and think about you know all the people that grew that corn to make it make it on your plate that evening. Uh-huh. And do your um do the community community members actually get a chance to interact with each other on any level besides just picking up their vegetables? Do you ever have events at the farm for them or we do. We have two events at the farm, um, one in the spring to kind of kick off the season where we invite people out for um, a walk in the field, to talk with the farmers, and then we share a potluck together. And then in August, we have a really fun event that we've been doing for many years now, which is um, a potato harvest and french fry feast. So we invite our members out to help uh, gather potatoes. And we it's a really fun because we have a Italian uh, pieces of small farm equipment called a chachi, which basically digs up the potatoes from the ground. So we don't have to dig them, which is really nice. And so the tractor um, pulls the chachi and the chachi pulls all the potatoes and they're just laying on the surface of the bed. And then um, the members take a bin and they collect the potatoes. And it's really great for the kids. The kids absolutely love um, the potato harvest. And so um, while they're busy harvesting potatoes, members of our crew are busy frying up French fries. And so we we do farm tours, and then we also have a potluck where we enjoy many, many rounds of hot, delicious uh, French fries from the fresh potatoes that we just dug. Sounds like a lot of fun and sounds really delicious. I know my daughter would be there eating up all the French fries. <laughs> <laughs> so things have changed a lot in 20 years around food, um, and I think it's changed not just in Portland but all over the country. And you could say it's gone uh, 180 degrees in one direction and 180 degrees in the other direction, one being, you know, overconsumption of fatty, sugary, processed foods. And then this movement, which seems to be growing and growing, of people wanting fresher food, more local food, organic food, et cetera. How have you seen uh, your community members change, the type of people who are coming in? I mean, when you first started your CSA, there were how many members? 
Well, yeah, I was just thinking about that. When we started in um, 1996, which was the first year we had our CSA, we had 30 members. And now? So now we have seven over 700 boxes that go out a week. So we've grown a lot. Um, but like you said, it's over... Our farm has been here for 20 years. This is our 18th CSA season. And so we actually got to grow up as the food movement in Portland grew up itself. And so that's been really exciting for us to be able to be, you know, partners um, in that. Um, I see definitely just a lot more um, awareness. It's a broader spectrum of people who are now seeking out um, locally grown food, organic foods um, for their for their families, and also just wanting to make a connection to their farmers and also wanting to know um, that their dollars are staying, you know, locally. So I think just in general, the awareness has grown. It's not only just one type of person. It's many, many, many types of people who are interested in um, feeding their families this way. That's fantastic. And I think it's a perfect segue to talk about your new relationship with a hospital in the Portland area. I, as a healthcare provider, became incredibly excited about healthier food getting to people in a hospital. I was hoping it was the patients, but we're starting. Tell us, tell us about this program, because I think it's very innovative and, and very exciting. Yeah, we are very excited to be working with um, Providence Medical Center, Providence, Portland. Um, and basically, like we were talking about before, we have several drop sites around the city. Um, and many of those drop sites are businesses, like I was saying, at Foodfront. And we do drop at several area hospitals because they are aware that they want to help encourage their employees um, to eat um, more fresh fruits and vegetables. But Providence took it one step further, which was that saying that they wanted to encourage their employees to do this so much that they were actually going to front the money for their employees. So CSA can be a leap for people at times because it is um, a large one-time expense. So you have to put the money down. Typically, you'll pay for full in April or your split payment between April and July. And it's, it's hundreds of dollars up front. And not every family can afford to put the hundreds of dollars up front. But the way Providence has helped out their employees is they put the hundreds of dollars up front. And then when their um, employees are paid every two weeks, they take one twenty-eighth. Mm. Um, you know, they, RCSA is 28 weeks, so they take the total price divided by 28, and that's the amount that they take out weekly or bi-weekly from their um, employee's paycheck. And so it's a way that their employees didn't have to come up with them all the money up front at one time. It could more easily afford to join the CSA. And it's really the first business that has taken it on to that scale. And it's really exciting. And we have hundreds of people who have joined at both Providence Medical Center and Providence St. Vincent's. And it's been a really great relationship. And with that relationship, since we are delivering CSA shares, they've also decided they would purchase some produce to have in their cafes. So now that when people are going in, um, you know, visiting or a short stay at the hospital, they can get the um, food at the cafes there also. So that is a very exciting step in the right direction. That's fantastic. And will you evaluate this program and see how it's going and, and, and the feedback you're getting from the hospital, the employees, et cetera? Yeah, this is actually our year two doing it. So last uh -huh. year we trialed it at just one uh, site at Providence Medical Center in Northeast Portland, and then we had we spoke with um, the person we're coordinating it and and evaluated it, and they were so happy they wanted us to go over to Providence St. Vincent's, and so we have another hundred people over there. 
That's fantastic. Congratulations on that project. That's uh, the next step is the hospital meals for the patients, perhaps. <laughs> Shh, don't tell anybody. <laughs> so what's in season now? We're, this is the middle of July. And uh, just wondering, you talked about the Walla Walla onions in Portland. What's in season in the CSA? So we just started picking summer squash. So we're in week two of having summer squash in. We have beautiful green zucchinis and the yellow patty pans, which are like the scallopinis um, variety. Um, we just started this week picking cucumbers. So those are sort of our newest summer um, things in the basket. Um, we've been picking carrots uh, and beets for a while. Um, we've just gone through, a, you know, a lot of our early spring crops, which are, you know, radishes and her curry turnips and scallions and um, all sorts of greens, kales and chards and arugulas and mizunas and spinach and all different types of lettuces. Um, and so as we're easing out of our um, spring shares, we're heading into our summer shares. So um, some of the other things that are on the horizon, we just looked at our... Um, our Oriental Express eggplants, which look like they're just about two weeks away, which are the long, dark purple um, eggplants. And we have beans that we'll be picking in about uh, a week. And so that's the other exciting thing. Each week there tends to be a new item in the share, something new that you can enjoy um, of the season. We have basil coming in. Um, we're doing our first cilantro harvest next week. So um, very exciting. <laughs> So very, very fragrant, light, cooling yeah. vegetables, uh, things that you can make uh, stews with, soups with, uh, put in your salads, etc. So like I, like I was saying, um, we like to give our uh, CSA members recipes and ideas of what to do with their um, CSA share. And two years ago, we got to partner with um, Catherine, who runs um, a local cooking school. And we tell her um, what is going to be in the basket. Um, we actually tell her on Fridays. And then she creates incredible recipes that are very uh, that week share specific. And those get posted on Tuesdays um, on our blog. And then we deliver to our CSA members on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. So they have recipes that perfectly match what is in their share for the week and where we are um, in the season. And they are just delicious. I can't tell you how many um, emails we get just thanking us for new ideas and new ways um, that people can incorporate this produce. And it's not always new. A lot of her recipes are, are very just simple inspirations of how to use the produce because a lot of the food, it's so delicious, it doesn't even need much to be done in the kitchen with it. That's really great. I would really... I think that's such an amazing re resource for people because as a healthcare provider, I'm always trying to cajole my patients to eat more vegetables, eat more vegetables, eat more vegetables, and they just don't know what to do with it. A lot of people haven't been educated or taught by family members how to cook vegetables in a way that is just exquisite, and you can do it quite simply. So that's a fantastic service you're offering. In and the other thing yeah. i just like to point out is when you make that commitment to the CSA, your veggies come every week. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, sometimes we'll go, it's interesting because sometimes we'll have a, somebody leave the CSA and say, you know, I want to go back to shopping at the farmer's market, which is another great way to support, you know, agriculture. Mm -hmm. But then a year or two later, they'll come back and they'll say, I loved going to the market, but I only brought, bought the broccoli or I only bought the carrots. I needed somebody to give me the fennel mm -hmm. and to give me the turnips and to give me the summer squash. I wasn't going to buy it on my own. <laughs> 
<laughs> so, you know, so those veggies come every week. And so you have to use them. Yes. Um, have to have that commitment to yourself to use them. So that that is so great. I want to segue now into that fact that you were a founder of the Sovi Island Center, which serves to educate on a whole other level. You know, you're educating through just providing vegetables to people, a broad spectrum spectrum of them out to hospitals, restaurants, recipes, and then the Sovi Island Center, which was created in 2005 to educate youth about food farming and the land. I just wondered if you could talk about that a little bit. Sure. Um, we've always had this commitment to try to teach kids about where their food comes from, and we wanted to solidify that commitment by in, or I wanted to solidify that commitment in 2005 by teaming up with Corey Schreiber, a local, well-known local chef here, to try to create a nonprofit that could focus on um, programming um, to bring kids out to the farm and the greater landscape of the farm to understand where their food comes from. So we created many wonderful partnerships um, uh, starting in 2005. And in 2005, I think we brought about 300 kids onto the farm to tour. And we fast forward now to 2013, and we will have about um, 1,800 kids coming onto the farm. Um, through the school time field trip programs and the summertime camp programs. And it's just amazing to see the kids, um, you know, roaming the farms, pulling things, tasting things, smelling things, and just getting an idea that food is grown so close to where, to where they live. Mm, that's really fantastic. It's been really wonderful knowing you over these 20 years, not just as a friend, but as a farmer, and to see your values at kind of spoke out into the community through the CSA, through these the education that you're doing at, through Sovi Island Center. Um, how could people learn more about Sovi Island Organics and how they could perhaps join the CSA for next season? So um, we have a wonderful website. It's soviislandorganics.com. And, and Sovi Island is spelled S-A-U-V-I-E organics with an S at the end. So right. com, And you can learn about our farm. Um, you can also look at our blog and get some amazing, like I was saying, amazing recipe ideas for how to eat um, seasonally. Um, and then um, on our website, there's also, um, a, you can click onto our wait list and that will just simply give us your name and email. And that basically says to us, I'm interested in the 2014 season so that when we're re-signing members up for the 2014 season, you people who are on our um, wait list get contacted um so first we let our current members join, and then we contact the people on our wait list. So you're one of the first people to get contacted that it's time to join the CSA. That's and then at that point, you can decide whether you want to join or not. That's fantastic. And for Sovi Island Center, they would go to soviislandcenter.org, learn about what they do, and then you can contact Anna, who is our executive director, or Shauna, who is our education director. Well, Sherry, thank you so much for growing great food for all of us in Portland. And thank you so much for being with us today on Health Currents Radio. Oh, thank you. This has been a lot of fun. So we just finished speaking with Sherry Rader, the founder and owner of Sovi Island Organics here in Portland, Oregon. And her enthusiasm and passion for food and the commitment to getting local, healthy, organic fresh vegetables into the mouths of as many people as possible was clearly evident. And I think that 
just from what she's, we, she told us that community-supported agriculture is a great way to expand your repertoire. So if you're interested, I just wanted to give you some, some resources uh, to find out more about CSAs, community-supported agriculture. So here are some really great uh, websites to look at. If you live in the Portland, Oregon area, you can go to portlandcsa.org, and that has a comprehensive list of local CSAs. And they give you all the different kinds of farms. You know, a lot of farms will do just vegetables. Some will do fruits. Some will do honey and eggs. There are many different ways and many different kinds of farms. So you want to explore a little bit and just see what's out there so you can make a good choice. But in the United States, there are um, there's a wonderful site called localharvest.org slash CSA. And they have a comprehensive listing and lots of information on farms and farm markets throughout the United States, no matter where you live. You could be living in Arkansas, Illinois, Kansas, New York City, etc. And for all my people in New York City, there's a wonderful food site called justfood.org. And you can click on it and you would be amazed at the urban farms in New York City the CSAs in New York City. And I think they're happening all over the country. Chicago, Detroit, South Los Angeles. So if you're curious, no matter where you live, no matter what your income bracket, start checking out options for you to get more vegetables into you to really help improve your health. You can also check out local farmers markets. A lot of them accept SNAP uh, you know, food stamp programs, so you can use your uh, SNAP card or food stamps to buy vegetables as well. So I really hope that you take advantage of uh, what the abundance of the earth, especially in summer when everything is just growing through the roof. You can even just walk around your neighborhoods if you live in cities, and you might notice a tree sprouting some plums or apples or raspberries growing alongside the fence, someone's fence on the outside. I'm not asking you to steal their berries, but you maybe just want to kind of check out how much food really grows around you without you even noticing it. So I wish you a lot of great health, and we'll see you next time on, well, we'll listen in next time on Health Currents Radio. That's all for our show today. Thank you for listening. I'm Ellen Goldsmith. My passion is health, and it's what I've done for over 30 years. Thank you again to our sponsor, Pearl Natural Health, a naturopathic acupuncture and Chinese medicine clinic located in downtown Portland, Oregon. You can find Pearl Natural Health at pearlnaturalhealth.com. You can listen to Health Currents Radio and connect with us on communityradio.fm slash healthcurrentsradio. Find us on iTunes, Download us on the mobile app Stitcher or join in the conversation at facebook.com slash healthcurrentsradio. We want to know how you are transforming your life through your health. Special thanks to our fantastic audio engineer and producer, Jonah Guile Newfeld. <laughs>